One, two, three, four. What's shaking, cool cats and Bitcoin groovesters? It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023, and welcome to the most far-out place around, the Merkle Treehouse. It's all about soundness, love, and heavy excellence. Thanks for joining us on this soulful day, fellow freedom explorers. And now, keeping the vibe alive, it's the one and only Audrey Merkel. Thank you, Horace. The terrifically tuned band is sounding simply splendid. Keep up the melodic magic, my musical maestros. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some intriguing news in the shitcoin world today. Scamfluencer Richard Hart is currently facing a lawsuit from the SEC. The allegations suggest that he used a staggering $12 million from his crypto products to indulge in luxury items like sports cars, fancy watches, and even a massive 555-carat black diamond known as the Enigma, claimed to be the largest in the world. According to the SEC's lawsuit, Hart managed to raise over $1 billion through his unregistered crypto securities, including Hex, PulseChain, and PulseX. His marketing tactics promoted these products as a guaranteed path to immense wealth, and he went as far as claiming that Hex would become the highest appreciating asset in the history of mankind. Now let's turn to Sammy Nash, who's stepping in for Morton Anger to bring us the details on this intriguing story. Sammy, what do you have for us? Good evening, my fellow hodlers. Sammy Nash in the house, bringing you the freshest scoop from the world of crypto scams. Now brace yourselves because we've got a tale of intrigue and luxury gone wild, starring none other than our very own scamtastic hero, Richard Hart. The SEC is not holding back on this one, folks. They're calling him out for allegedly turning investing into a buy-one-get-one-free deal. For him, that is. They say he used a whopping $12 million of his investors' hard-earned cash to fund his lavish escapades. I mean, I've heard of cashback rewards, but this takes it to a whole new level. Now let me give you the grand tour of Richard's crib of crypto scams. Picture this. Private jets, designer clothes, and flashy cars. It's like he's auditioning for the role of Crypto Gatsby. But that's not all, folks. The piece de resistance is a 555-carat black diamond called the Enigma. What a name. Sounds like something straight out of a James Bond movie. Oh, and hold your hats, because this gets better. Richard is not just a scamfluencer. He's the Pied Piper of Pump and Dump. The SEC says he marketed his products as a one-way ticket to grandiose wealth, but instead he took his investors on a roller coaster ride to confusion. His defense? Promoting free speech? Yeah, sure, Richard, because nothing says free speech like spending millions of your investors' funds on luxury goods. It's like saying, I'm just spreading financial freedom by splurging on sports cars and diamond bling. Ah, the audacity. Here's the plot twist. While he's living it up like a crypto tycoon, his investors, otherwise known as hexagons, are left holding the bag of broken promises. And guess what? They're like the ultimate crypto Stockholm Syndrome sufferers, defending him like he's the last bastion of financial wisdom. Ah, the power of scamfluence. Now let's cut to the chase. When it comes to investing in this wild crypto world, stay away from the flashy fakes and stick to the real deal. Good old Bitcoin. It's like that wise old friend who's been through the ups and downs, but still stands tall like a digital fortress. And don't fall for the pump and dump schemes or the shiny distractions. Remember, in the world of Bitcoin, it's not about who can buy the fanciest car or the biggest diamond. It's about securing your own financial future, on your terms, with self-custody. So here's a lesson we can all learn from this drama. Trust yourself, do your research, and don't let the get-rich-quick promises cloud your judgment. 
Let's raise our glasses to the real heroes, the ones who hodl strong, stay true to Bitcoin, and see through the smoke and mirrors of scamfluence. And that's a wrap, my fellow hodlers. This is Sammy Nash reporting from the Merkle Treehouse Studio, where we debunk the scams and embrace the future of decentralized power. Until next time, keep it real, keep it Bitcoin, and keep those scammy influencers at bay. Thank you, Sammy. The SEC's recent actions indeed raise some eyebrows. The rumors are swirling that they're not stopping with just one scamfluencer. BitBoy Crypto and Wendy O. You better be cautious as you might be their next targets. In another revelation, Coinbase's CEO, Brian Armstrong, disclosed that the SEC asked them to halt trading of all cryptocurrencies except Bitcoin before suing them. It seems the rational move would be to trade those shaky shitcoins for the solidity of Bitcoin. But let's not forget, the SEC has its share of flaws too, just as corrupt as the scammers they go after. Putting your money between corrupt regulators and scammers may not be the wisest choice for anyone in their right mind. Stay vigilant, folks. Now, turning to our space correspondent, Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel P. Steele of the U.S. Space Force, who is joining us from Space Force Command. Lieutenant Colonel, what do you have to share with us today from the space front? Ladies and gentlemen, fellow citizens of Earth, I stand before you today with an urgent and alarming message that carries profound implications for our future. Last week's congressional hearing on unidentified aerial phenomena, or UFOs, has brought to light astonishing information that we cannot ignore. I must confess that the evidence presented during the hearing has left me deeply concerned and even more convinced an alien invasion is imminent. While some may be skeptical about the existence of alien life or the possibility of an invasion, I stand here today to tell you that we are facing a very dangerous threat from extraterrestrial forces. The whistleblower's testimonies were not only credible, but also deeply unsettling. These UFOs possess advanced technology, including superior Bitcoin mining capabilities. These aliens could potentially gain control of the most coveted asset in the universe, Bitcoin. Their advanced mining technology would allow them to mine all remaining Bitcoin, and with that, they could wield unprecedented economic power and thrust humanity into slavery. We must understand that Bitcoin is more than just a digital currency. It represents a scarce and valuable asset that could determine the fate of our financial systems. If the aliens gain control of Bitcoin, they could manipulate global economies and even hold entire nations hostage. As we analyze this perilous situation, the U.S. Space Force is on high alert, working tirelessly to protect our planet from this impending threat. We are collaborating with experts, governments and agencies worldwide to develop defenses against any hostile extraterrestrial forces that may seek to exploit us. In light of these pressing concerns, I intend to prove the existence of aliens once and for all. I have formed a close alliance with an alien named Dave. Dave is one of the friendly extraterrestrial beings who have come to warn us about the potential invasion and seek peaceful coexistence. He has agreed to join me in a press conference next Sunday morning, broadcast live on the Merkle Treehouse. This will be a momentous event that could change the course of history. I implore all of you to take this threat seriously. We must stay informed and united as we face the unknown. The future of humanity may hinge on our ability to defend ourselves against an alien invasion. Let us be vigilant and resolute, for it is our collective will and determination that will shape the destiny of our planet. May the stars guide us as we stand together, and may we emerge from this trial stronger and wiser. Thank you, and may we face the challenges ahead with courage and fortitude. Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel P. Steele of the U.S. Space Force signing off. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel. Ladies and gentlemen, 
When it comes to the recent alien discussions in Congress, I must say, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Perhaps Lieutenant Colonel Steele will provide us with some concrete evidence on Sunday's episode. Until then, I'll remain skeptical, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's just more government lies and obfuscation. Now over to the Grumpy Griddle Diner in Elkhorn, Iowa, where Morton Anger is set to give another campaign speech. It's said the waitstaff is famously grumpy at the Grumpy Griddle. Good morning, folks. I heard this place has the best pancakes in town, and I couldn't resist checking it out. Best pancakes in town, huh? Well, you'll have to be the judge of that, fancy pants. Challenge accepted. But before we dive into these legendary pancakes, I've got a little something to say. Sit down and put a cork in it. My fellow Americans, welcome to the Grumpy Griddle Diner. They say this place is famous for its grumpiness, but I assure you there's no grumpiness here today, only determination and a hunger for change. You see, in this great nation, we're facing a problem, the problem of gerontocracy. That's right, gerontocracy, a government run by aging leaders who should be enjoying their retirement, not making decisions for the future. We're not going to take it. We won't stand for condescending attitudes and the powers that be trying to dictate our lives. We have the right to choose our own destiny, and we won't let anyone take that away from us. You're starting to make some sense, fancy pants. They may think they can control us, confiscate our freedom, and impose their trite and jaded ideas upon us, but we're here to say no more. We won't accept their boring and recycled solutions that do nothing for the people. This is our life, this is our song, and we're going to fight for what's right. We won't be silenced, and we won't back down. Our voices will be heard, and we'll stand united against the oppressive forces that seek to control us. So, to those who think they can push us around, just know that we're not going to take it anymore. We won't be swayed by empty promises and false words. We'll fight for a better future, a future where the people's voices are heard and where freedom reigns. We're right, we're free, and we'll fight for what we believe in. So join me, my fellow Americans, and let's show them that we're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it anymore. We're not going to take it. 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 Thank you. And together, let's make our voices heard. Let's make a difference. And let's fight for a brighter and more just future for all. My fellow Americans, I'm not just here for pancakes and a little fun. I'm running for president because it's time for a wake-up call. Let's shake things up. Let's bring in new ideas and fresh energy. Together, we can create a brighter future for our country, where the voices of the people are truly heard and respected. If you believe in a future that stands up to the status quo, join me in this journey to make a difference. Find out more about my campaign at isupportmort.com. Together, we can build a nation that we're proud of, a nation that listens to its people, a nation that embraces change. I support Mort. 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 Very nice. What did you think of Morton's speech, Horace? It was far out. And as we near the end of today's show, it's time to head out to the range where Pinto Pete awaits to enlighten us all about the fascinating Genesis block. Pinto, take it away and share your wisdom with our wonderful audience. Howdy, folks. I want to take you back to the very beginning. It was January 3rd, 2009, according to Pope Gregory's Day Chain. Grand Torino, directed by the legendary Clint Eastwood, sure did rev up the engines at the box office as the top-grossing movie. 
And the number one song was Single Ladies, Put a Ring on It, by the Queen herself, Beyonce, getting everyone on their feet and dancing like nobody's watching. Amidst these pop culture markers, something mighty historic was brewing. We're talking about the Genesis block, the very first block of Bitcoin ever mined. It's the very birth of the whole dang Bitcoin network. Picture this, amigos. Every node in the Bitcoin network can still peak at that very first block, even though it's sitting on the other end of a chain stretching hundreds of thousands of blocks long. It's like a time capsule holding the secrets of the Bitcoin past. Now a block is a bundle of transactions all getting validated together. It's like a bundle of cattle heading out to the market all in one mighty herd. And them transactions, they get added to the chain, the complete history of legit Bitcoin dealings. It's like tracking the trail of a skilled cowboy through the Wild West. Now when that Genesis block was mined, it had only one transaction in its saddlebag. Yep, just one. And it was a gift of 50 Bitcoin for mining the block. The miners, they get rewarded for their hard work, and back then it was 50 shiny Bitcoin. But as time's gone on, that reward's been trimmed down to 6.25 Bitcoin. But it's still a handsome payout for riding the Bitcoin trail. And you know who mined that very first block? The elusive creator of Bitcoin, the one and only, Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, we ain't quite sure who Satoshi really is, because he or she hid behind a pseudonym, like a mystery writer in the sunset. But on January 3rd, 2009, that's the day the Genesis block was born. And we reckon Satoshi had a grand plan in mind. He left a couple of mysteries for us, and they still got folks scratching their heads. First off, that 50 Bitcoin reward was sent to an address that's like a hidden treasure in the desert. Nobody can ever spend those coins like they're locked up in a secret vault. And here's the real kicker, amigos. Satoshi left a message right there in the data lines of the block. It was a headline from the Times newspaper saying, Chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. Now why'd he put that there? Some folks think it's a dig at the banks, a protest against the big shots playing with folks' money. Others reckon it's a way to prove he didn't mind the block before its time, like he was showing his cards to clear his name. But one thing's for certain, that Genesis block set the stage for a whole new era. From just one transaction, we've seen the Bitcoin network grow into a global trailblazer, chasing freedom and decentralization like a wild Mustang running free. So there you have it, the tale of the Genesis block, the first block of Bitcoin, born on January 3rd, 2009. It's a piece of history that'll ride with us as long as there's a cowboy boot on a stirrup and a Bitcoin node in the vast expanse of the digital frontier. Y'all come back now, you hear? Pinto Pete's always got more stories from the Bitcoin trail to share with you. Thank you, Pinto. And that's it for this episode of the Merkle Treehouse. Don't forget, 10% discount using the promo code MERK when registering for BitBlockBoom. Join us again on Sunday, folks. Not only will you get the best in Bitcoin mindshare, Lieutenant Colonel Steele says he'll have the goods on proof of aliens. In the meantime, keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the genuine Horace Morris and his real Merkle Treehouse band. Vinny the sales guy here, and I've got a quick favor to ask of all you awesome folks. We're bringing you top-notch Bitcoin mindshare, and we want the whole world to know. So here's the deal. If you're loving what you hear, if our discussions, insights, and guests blow your mind, then help us spread the word. Share our content far and wide, my friends. Grazie mille. 